0: Ah, close to retirement, or retired already. Time to live the good life, right? Well, you're no longer earning money. You're now withdrawing money each month. And your broker is also withdrawing each month from your account as much as 2 to 3%. And if the market drops, your broker continues to withdraw. Wait a minute. How do we navigate these challenges? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. On AM 870, The Answer.
1: Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, The Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategies. Learn from Alabama.
0: Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Halaby, The Total Financial Hour. TFS Financial Insurance Services. We're thankful to have this opportunity to bring to you what I call reliable retirement income, and a lot of us are saying, well, what does that mean? Of course, everybody wants a paycheck. Everybody wants reliable income. I want to be in Fiji and get a check. I want to be sleeping in and get a paycheck. Well, that's what a lot of us did with you know, the promise of Social Security. You know, just a quick little you know brief history. Remember, Social Security was not about paying you a paycheck just because they like you. It was to get out the older workers to give you a little bit of a cushion and to push out the older workers so younger workers could come along during the Great Depression. I mean, that was one of the reasons. It was said, listen, we'll take you at age 65, plus your life expectancy is not more than a year or two anyway. So the government says, we'll take you. We'll get that job opening freer, quicker. So a younger man, younger woman, usually a younger man, can take over that job and become employed. And then the government will pay for you. You go stay at home. You sit around. And you're going to pass away anyway, because that's what happened back then in your earlier mid-60s. Well, surprise, as people get a little closer to retirement, and then they're working, and they're living longer, you know, they they should have adjusted. Every time I hear a proposal, by the way, I, I always go, yay, let's talk about it. Let's work out the math. But every time they do, the other side, regardless, if it's Democrats that come with it, the Republicans say it. If it's Republicans that come with it, it's the Democrats say it. And you always hear from the other side, you hate old people, push granny off a cliff, you're going to take my Medicare, you're going to you know, make us eat cat food. And you hear every horrible thing under the sun. They have videos and pictures and you know, depictions of commercials of granny being pushed off the cliff. You see that and what do you think? You think, well, whatever that side is, it's proposing anything to do with changing Social Security. Must be looking at it as a bad guy. Well, let's keep this in mind. If you're collecting social security today, you're probably going to be fine. Right? I mean, I don't think they'll make any change. You're not getting pay raises. You've seen that for the last decade. And if you do, it's so minor. It's it's so relatively small that at the end, what do you have? Well, about the same that you have without the buying power. So what I want to do is give you kind of ideas and structure because Every other radio show or financial professional you listen to will have a concept about uh, maximizing your Social Security or or creating a better income. Look, here's the bottom line with Social Security: the longer you wait to start your income, the higher you're going to get paid. That's it. I mean, there's some strategies with should you take your spouse? Well, most of that are gone is gone now. You were born between, what is it, before 1954, 1955. You can't even do the spousal. There's a program that, that we used to do, which is called um, uh, basically set it and forget it or file and suspend. The same idea. You would file. You'd suspend it. Your spouse would start getting paid. Eh, can't do that anymore. A lot of the creative things that we would do in the financial industry, the financial advisors, financial professionals, you can't do anymore. So the bottom line with Social Security is wait longer, you get a higher paycheck. The difference between age 62 and age 70 is, is enormous. Not quite half, but a lot. Especially if you still work, you're putting into the system, and you're putting in at a higher rate, you know, 70000 $80,000 a year or more, then the chances of your Social Security check being higher, a lot higher, maybe even double at age 70 versus age 62 is real. Now, that's all great on a piece of paper with a calculator or an abacus, but what about you're eating dinner tonight? You know, don't wait until your knees don't work and your back doesn't work for you to jump up and down and say, okay, now, now I'm ready to take a vacation, or now I'm ready to travel, or now I'm ready to, to you know, enjoy. finally I'm going to enjoy life, and I can only do it when I turn on Social Security. So I'm sitting in the corner in a rocking chair in the dark waiting for that age 70th birthday. So I want to encourage you, you have to do the math, it has to work for you, but I don't want you on the other side to not enjoy life at a time when you're the youngest and probably the healthiest you're ever going to be. I get from a financial, you know, professional deal, the math is going to be greater, of course. Of course, it's going to be more money in your pocket, pulling out less money from your retirement accounts, meaning that will last longer, meaning some of your advisors are going to get paid greater fees. Right? They don't want you to turn on income from their, their products because they get paid on what you keep under management. Right? You'll hear advisors, you'll hear people, don't uh, lock up your annuity. Are you, are you kidding me? What do you mean don't? You lock up your house. You, don't you want to lock up your income? You know, Stay with me in the bottom of the hour. I'm going to give you an update on pensions. Some of the pension changes that are coming. I think you might be surprised. You want your income protected. You don't want an advisor who used to sell you know, Ponzi schemes, Woodbridge or 1GC. Check it out. R- research them. Google them. Take a look. See what you see. Right? I think uh, Robert Shapiro, not the attorney, is going to jail if he isn't in jail already with all the craziness going on. Things like this dip from the headlines. But what about the lawsuits and these people that have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars? Some of you have come to me and you say, oh, he's telling me to wait with my social security and leave my money with him trying to tell me to, to just hold on. And they put $400,000 from a business sale. And this advisor said, sorry, and drove away in his fancy car. You, You have to look out for yourself, guys. Because nobody else is going to. I mean, some of us are going to get close, right? We care about you; it's a big deal. But nobody will care about you and your family like you and your family. So yes, math is important when you start Social Security. There are some hard deadlines; you can't do it before sixty-two unless you're a widow or disabled. There's some there's some rules in there, but that's fine. Normal working retirement age sixty-two. At age sixty-five, you have to start Medicare. We've heard you talk; uh, you've heard us talk about that. A month or two before you turn age 65, contact Social Security, turn on Medicare. Even if you are working anyway, you still need to let them know. You still need to decide if you're going to turn it on, whatever the rules are, follow what they say, do your own research. And then at age 70, your Social Security check ceases to grow. In other words, in between age 65 and 70, you're going to hit your full retirement age. It's kind of a little bit of a funny number because you can call it whatever you want, but it's the quote 100% place, whether you're age 66 and a half, 67, there's an age, there's a a number there, but it doesn't really matter because it continues to grow as if that number was just a number, meaning every year it's about 8% growth, 8% growth. And then at age 70, it stops growing. So you can take it at age 70, but you don't have to if you don't want the tax income or whatever the issue is. Listen, if it's free money, take it. I just don't want you to be somebody who waits till age 67 or 70 because the $800 more a month or whatever the number is, which is a big number for a lot of us, it's big, but you can't live life with it. So find ways to save money, find ways to cut back, to, to bring in a roommate to, to travel with a buddy so that you can reduce costs in certain things. Find a way to still live your life, even in the midst of a crazy pandemic. Look, if the left was able to turn on a health emergency a week after the Trump administration won an appeals court decision against the states that are sanctuary states, I mean, the, the end of February, I want to say 25th, 26, something like that, of 2020, the Trump administration won the appeals court by a great margin. And it said you can now withhold benefits, financial benefits, some, from sanctuary states. Remember, they were saying, Nancy Pelosi, go out to Chinatown. Fauci, never wear a mask. What are you, crazy? It's a virus. You don't wear a mask with a virus. Surgeon General, do not wear a mask. Please go out and gather. Enjoy life. And then the same states that, that are the sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, the same ones are the first ones to declare a health care state of emergency. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California, surprise. Uh, so I, I don't know. That was what, March 6, seven, eight, something like that. So you're right in the middle of that mess. And they decided that they went from something to nothing or nothing to something. And bam, all of a sudden... We forgot about sanctuary, and guess what? The federal government cannot, cannot withhold money for for healthcare state of emergencies. They just can't, like just like a natural disaster, can't withhold money. So California's near bankruptcy. They pull a fast one. Of course, people are dying. You guys, this is a big deal. But but people die all the time. God forbid it's your family. Preventable? I don't know. I mean, listen, 85% of the people that got coronavirus said they wore a mask nearly all the time. That's a study. It's a righteous study. So, I don't know. I think everybody's going to get it. I hope people don't die. I mean, goodness. I think you're going to be exposed to it or everybody's going to get it. It's we're We're a community. We're a nation. We're a traveling group. We're not in herds like in China, right, where people stay in in their towns and their villages in years past, right? It was just up to what, maybe 20 years ago that you were allowed to leave your town. And now California and the United States are doing the same thing. If you leave California, you have to quarantine. What? What what are you talking about? This is the United United States. Come into this city. You can't go to this state. As if so this is the time for you to enjoy life. I know it's difficult. I know it's like uh, you know in the midst of, of horrible things happening, but you have to find the good. Find the exciting things, find the the challenges that you could enjoy. Maybe it's closer to home, maybe it's with different people. Maybe it's a new hobby. Right? Although they've banned any other ideas or, or conversation that they don't agree with, social media, the internet. Right, We saw those protests uh, turn into riots. No, 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 I'm not talking about Antifa destroying capital cities or BLM destroying uh, police stations. No, no, no. Those were okay. That was an expression. But when conservatives protest, I'm not talking about the rioters. I'm not talking about the people that destroyed property. I'm consistent with that. As a former Los Angeles police officer, lawlessness never, but I stood at my own peril to protect your right to protest. I did that countless times in West Hollywood, countless times in West LA and in Westwood, countless times throughout, throughout Los Angeles, when all sorts of uh, minority groups, mostly on the left, by the way, protested, and it was not, you know, peaceful all the time. So I put my own life at peril for you to 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 protest. I don't think you should destroy things. I don't think that's the conservative way. But I also, you got to understand, remember the left and right in the newspaper? Remember when uh, the Times Magazine had the left column and the right column? Well, maybe not if you're at least 40 years old. <clears throat> right, we had the left column and the right column. Okay, here's the issue in the center. Here's my point of view. Here's your point of view. Well, they took away the right. And then the news media, right? Channel 7, ABC, CBS, NBC, they took away any kind of conservative ideas and suddenly it's this one, one message. So conservatives had to go to social media and talk radio. And then, and then they took away social media. Then they took away Fox News. So now what do you have? Of course you have a frustrated group. Remember, you're the ones that told us. The young minorities who had no voice, nobody would listen. Their only reason to protest was to be heard. And when conservatives protested, you call it riotous. I'm not talking about the riots. I'm not talking about the people that destroyed property. Keep those separate because there were hundreds of thousands, I don't know, 200,000, 300,000 people out there. There was a lot of people. And I'm not going to address the actions of the president or his staff because they speak for themselves. But I think you, you've got to understand, guys, life is short. You need to stand for something. You need to enjoy life. You need to speak to your family. You need to pick up a hobby. You need to find something fun. You need to tune, tune off or tune, tune down some of the craziness. Because your family's future depends on your ability to not rely on Twitter or Facebook. It, it Absolutely. You should be shutting down your Facebook accounts left and right if you disagree with them and their, their methods. Because now one billionaire, not the Constitution, one billionaire gets to decide. Can you say Ayn Rand? Can you say 1984 Orwell? I, I don't know, guys. I don't know where this is going. The president tried to stand up to them, and the left gave the, the, the tech billionaires the liberals cover. Listen, everybody knows, everybody knows that there was cheating. Everybody knows it's not, it's not even a secret, but was it enough to affect the election? Well, that's what a two-year investigation that's never going to happen. I don't know. They they start with, there's no cheating. And then they show this video pictures of people doing stuff. And what is it? 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 affidavits from people saying, well, listen, they did, they kept me from voting or I was a poll worker and I wasn't allowed to vote. Or I was a poll worker and we were letting the same person vote six, whatever their, their affidavits say. All right. Oh, well, okay. So there was, there's no, now there's evidence of cheating, but there's no widespread cheating. Okay. And then these thousands of affidavits come. Okay. So now there's widespread cheating, but there's no evidence that widespread cheating affected the election. They make it so distant. It's like trying to catch fog. Got it. Wait, it's over here. Nope. Catch it. Oh, those goalposts were moved again. Your family's financial life needs to be centered on a couple of things, and it's creating and building, ready for this, your family's future, not anybody else's. You can't have it to where many people inside of your family don't want to be around you because you're boring or you're sad or you're angry all the time. And if it means starting your social security check so that you are creating a different source of income, then that's what it means, guys. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to enjoy your ability to, I guess, your family has to decide what it is that you're going to do, where you're going to live. Right? If it's not here in California, there's enough of you out there to figure out where it is. Right. All right. Look, we've talked about red states. Many of you are moving to many, many states. Texas. We're moving. People are moving. Twenty one hundred a day, a day are leaving the state of California. Do you not think it's going to be a greater number? You take a look at the United States of America. And then you look at California. The budget mess, the corruption, the depth of swampiness, the one party state. And you see, when you trust power to that group of people, what they do, rolling blackouts. I mean, how do they do this with a straight face? They shut down electricity on one side, and then they're going to ban gas cars and make everybody drive electric cars. How do you do that? How do you do that and say, it's time to start doing this? All the normal Democrats have left the party. They're saying, wait a second, you're mandating electric vehicles, and then you're doing rolling blackouts. You're telling people that they can't work and yet the government employees are still getting paid. And the health department people that come to your place because you're trying to feed your family have a pension plan. Their health insurance is paid for and they can sit in your restaurant. They can stand there and tell you that you cannot work while they take your tax money. I mean... The irony is so deep. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. So, look, I, I think you have to watch out for yourself. I think the reliance on government to take care of you is gone. I'm, I'm sad to say, right? But if you're from a foreign country, you know this. The reason that so many immigrants that come here do very well, and people from all over the world stand in line to come to this country legally, and that they do, Is because they never counted on the government to begin with. They knew it was corrupt where they were coming from, whether it's Asia or Africa or the Middle East. They knew it was corrupt. So, So for them to come here and just to just get a fair shot, which is what the United States is all about. This is where wealth begins right here in this country. And so for a lot of you that thought the government was your friend. And then you turn around and you say, well, what kind of. You know, Erdogan, uh, Erdogan, sorry, Erdogan, the Turkish uh, prime minister, what kind of crackdowns are the Democrat Party going to make now? Are they going to really shut down your your right to speak? I don't know. They already control the social media. They can take the, the, the president of the United States. There's no more powerful man in the history of the United States other than Zuckerberg and Bezos now. And yet, in the world, Bezos and Zuckerberg decide, eh, you get to speak, you have a voice. Free speech, no free speech. You can talk, you can't talk. Listen, just like the French Revolution, Robespierre, right, ultimately his head was on the chopping block. It's, it will happen. Inciting a riot. You left Maxine Waters. You left Maxine Waters' Facebook account up. And she told people to harass and commit crimes against people enjoying dinner. Your family needs you. If it's turning on Social Security earlier, that's fine. What about your retirement account? Say, listen, we've talked about the ability for you to have multiple sources of income. I want you to have two and three and four sources of income, not reliant on the, on the stock market, not relying on the real estate market alone, not relying on one pension alone. All right, if you're getting a pension or you expect to receive a pension, I want you to go to the PBGC. Here's what it stands for. It's a big, it's a mouthful. Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. What you do is you plug in your pension, the company, and it tells you you can, you know, you have to navigate the site. It's not too difficult, but it tells you what is uh, the, the status, what is the health, of your pension, there's a button that says workers and retirees. You click on it and it says, Hey, here's the name of the company. Is it healthy? Is it not? How much does it have? Because your pension might be $5,000 a month, but the insurance, because that's what the PBGC is, the insurance for the U S government agency, the pension benefit guarantee corporation. It's kind of like the FDIC for banks, not quite exactly, but I think in your mind, it might be the same. The Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation gives you that right uh, the floor it says, "I know you're expecting four thousand dollars a month in your pension. We're going to pay nineteen hundred That's what your employer bought. That's the insurance that your employer is willing to cover so if things go south, if we lose the the pension, so to speak, we can pay you nineteen hundred dollars a month for how long well could be two years, could be four years, 10 years. There's a timeline, time and you have to know that so that you can plan accordingly. Because if things go south, and you, and you look at this and say, well, gosh, my Boeing pension or my Disney pension or whatever, can I trust it? Is there a problem coming? You have to do a little bit of homework, okay? Because you're going to see, you're going to expect a lot of pushback in the coming years especially with a single-party administration that is so far to the left because Schumer wants to keep his job. And if Sandy Cortez fights him, he might lose it. So he's going to have to be... That's what they do, right? They go farther to the left than the left. All right, I'm going to get into more of the PBGC, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, because I think you need to find out about it to check to see your own pension. And if you don't have one, I think you need to know about some of the Social Security... um, options that you have, but more importantly, there are tax write-offs that you can have, even if you have just a little bit of each of what we're talking about. Okay. Tax write-offs between the two of them, a little bit more detail on the pension benefit guarantee corporation and social security. When we come back, I'm Eric Hallaby, the total financial hour, reliable retirement income, 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. We'll be right back.
1: Learn from Arab Halabi Learn about financial power The total financial hour Now Arab has a plan for me Higher income strategy Financial security will help you live the life you dream Learn about financial power Total Financial Hour, now higher income strategies. learn from Arab Halabi.
0: Learn hey, welcome back to the show, The Total Financial Hour. I'm Arab Halabi. TFS Financial Insurance Services, we talk about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. Uh, of course, a little bit of the hot topics of the day. We try to kind of intertwine them, see how it matters, where does it matter to you. Sometimes it's just noise and we want to tune it out. So we try not to cover those things. But our goal really is to give you some ideas and some concepts that help you kind of function down the road of reliable retirement income, avoiding some of the scams and frauds that are out there. We see them a lot. They're going to come up again. They always do. When they, when they are exposed, think of it as high tide, right? When all the companies are doing well, the market's at all-time highs, everybody's healthy and happy. The scams and the frauds can swim in that deep water. Right, The crocodiles, they swim along, they, they hide financial advisors that are doing things they shouldn't be doing. They're hiding, hiding. And then when the water recedes and a recession comes in or there's a, a stock market collapse or something happens with the real estate market, et cetera, and it starts to go down, the healthy, the strong, the good kind of retreat and rebuild and build their, their lives back. But the scammers stand out like a sore thumb. So just be careful. Always be able to double check. If somebody says, here's a statement from my accounts, and I look at it, and it has the company's broker's name on the top. Listen, my former police experience, we did a lot some fraud and, and forgery investigations. So, so I have some law enforcement and then 25 years as a financial professional, okay? So I, I've got a different perspective. I look at it, and it's just a little bit of a red flag in the back of my mind. I go, huh, why isn't it on the big, big name brokerage company? Why is it on their personal firm? Okay, maybe not a problem. So we just say call directly. Call the companies directly to see if what they say you own, you actually own. The way Bernie Madoff did the scams is he created the statements in his office. And they just made up numbers. The actual accounts, the actual numbers were going backwards. He was stealing the money. He was using it as a Ponzi scheme to pay out other people. So just make sure that your accounts are what they say they are by going Calling the companies directly, going around that broker. We give you the info. We say, "Hey, here's the phone numbers to them. Here's their websites. Go there, check them out. Make sure that if we say your accounts are where they say they, where we say they are, you can double check that. You just go find it. Boom, there it is." Okay. Now we've talked about the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. Part of what I want you to understand is where do they invest, or how do they invest your money? Well, they use uh, what's called a liability-driven investment approach. I'm just going to summarize this because it's kind of important to not get a little bit too much in the weeds. But they put your money in the same place that the normal pension would have put your money, which is in some real estate and some treasury bonds and some securities, but also in the stock market. So some of it is in the same place. So if the market drops dramatically, that can at least for a long period of time, it can affect your pension. So I want you to always live way below your means. Your pension's coming in, save half of it. Your social security's coming in, save half of it. Because a retirement account or retirement living doesn't mean you should not have a savings or an emergency account. You should still have cash available. You should still be living below your means. Every time those retirement checks come in, you take a little bit, set it into savings, maybe 10%, just like you did when you were working. No changes. All right. So what are we thinking? Right now, there's somewhere around 10.9 million workers and retirees are part of that Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. All right. They've paid out to a little less than eh, almost 1%. Let's call it about points, 0.8%. It's a lot of people. Okay, so 984,000 people getting a pension check. Here's here's the challenge. They just don't pay out the full pension. I've never seen it. I've never seen you receive a pension from Boeing for 7,500, 7, and then if there's a pension benefit, guarantee, they're, they're not going to pay 7,500. Or I have a pension from the city of L.A. There's just no money for it. Well, the city of Los Angeles has a pension. Great. Do research on it. How much money did they earn? They were supposed to earn 7 7.5%. They earned, in 2019, about 4%. That means what they told you they were lacking, it's actually worse than that. Because they were guessing, they were projecting, they were hoping for a 7% return, and they actually earned a little more than half that. So I don't want you to think that just because it's a big city, county, state, that it's going to last forever. I think had we had a Republican administration and a Republican Congress, I think they would have solved this problem. But now, there's a new credit card that just came in the mail, and a cash advance is coming called the Biden administration, and so I think that's what you're going to see next is a bunch of money given to the state of California, and you're going to think, ha-ha, I'm a teacher, no problem. Ha-ha, I work for the county. That's great. Except for what? Somebody's going to pay it. Right now, it's about one out of every $4, something like that, comes from China. So if you have a $4,000 pension, your Social Security or your pension, it is borrowed from somebody Whether it's China, whether it's Canada, Brazil, whether it's pieces and parts. A lot of these other countries own the debt. And it's not just China. Everybody says China, China. Well, sure they do. But we own debt on China. So, you know, we've not chosen to cash that in. It's one of the things the president was able to hold over China to get them to behave. So who knows what's going to happen with the with the Beijing Biden in the office. It's going to be sad. I think we're in for some turmoil, folks. I think the rich are going to get richer by far. And I think many of the middle class are going to be asked to pay the bill. The elite will, will get theirs just like they did prior to the president. Sad. Okay, here's what we're thinking, guys. If you are going to declare your only income really being social security or a small pension or withdrawing and you are a retiree on a fixed income. You have some tax breaks that might be surprising to you. Kiplinger has a interesting article on it and I'm going to touch on some of those things that we have seen work for our client base. Number one, there is a bigger standard deduction. That means right off the bat, without you itemizing, Prior to President Trump's tax bill of, of seven, 2017, it used to be in the $6,000 range. Now, a single 65-year-old receives $14,050 right off the bat. That was in 2020. So when you file your taxes for this year, that's what it is. In 2021, it's 14250 So an extra $200. Now, this is important because if you're in the 24% bracket, you're going to save over $400. $400. Now, if you're on a fixed income, you're telling me that $400 isn't a lot of money. I think it is. If you don't think so, I'll send you my address. You can send it to me. You can also deduct Medicare premiums. Don't forget. If you're going to do your own online tax forms, and you can do that. If that is what you do or you're willing to do that, I want you to look at this because the Medicare premiums, the deduct, you can deduct those Medicare premiums. And here's where it's important. Whether or not you itemize, and it is not subject to the 7.5% test. So there's a medical exemption to pay based on your cost for medical uh, expenses, etc. It has to reach at least 7.5% of your income, etc. Keep this in mind. You need to keep your receipts. Go back to either the credit card statements, your bank statements, if you used a debit card, whatever it might be. But that's important. okay. Here's another part that a lot of us may not understand because this, this also changed in the last year or so. If one of you is still working and the other one is retired, you think, well, I can't save more for their retirement because they're retired. No, no, no. This is a great change. You are still allowed to, regardless of the age. So if you're 70 still working and your spouse is 74 collecting social security, earning a pension, whatever they're doing, you can still put money aside for that 74-year-old. They don't have to be below 70, 72 like the old the old rules. There's some great benefits because it gives you that ability to set aside money for the future because remember I said always set aside money. Because the rainy day will come, it always has. It came this uh, last year, didn't it? Right in 2020 when we had big issues where suddenly people were laid off, the government said, sorry, you can't go to work. Do you think that's going to end? The amount of power the government had in that story, do you think that just goes away? When has anybody ever given up power, says my friends on the on the left? When has, according to Black Lives Matter, the, those in power given up power? All of those words that Chris, Chris Cuomo and Maxine Waters and all of these, these uh, hypocrites that are never held accountable by anybody other than maybe Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Other other than that, right? The people on Fox have sold out. How many people have abandoned the president? Uh, Listen, you got to decide where where you stand on this. I don't expect perfection. And I expect when you make a mistake, you apologize because that's what we do as human beings. And if it's sincere, we accept it. All right, here's the other part. I need you to realize that you can withhold directly from your pension, even from your Social Security, so that you don't end up paying penalties. Because when you file your taxes, don't be that person that files their taxes and says, well, I'm just going to owe and write a check for the 500 or 2000 or whatever I might owe at the end of the year. If you do that, there could be fees and fines, penalties and interest. So get really close to what you owe. You know, pay them 100 they pay you 100 I like it back and forth. $100 either way makes me happy. That means you're not giving them an interest-free loan, and you're not going to underpay your taxes and pay penalties and fines. Here's another part that I have found. Probably one of the worst. And I see this for some reason frequently. Maybe now just because of the volume of clients. Certainly the age. We see it a lot. And it's you that have a pension and or you rolled it over. I'm happy with that. Fine. I think that's in many cases a wise move. But let's say you have a half a million dollars, 500,000 sitting in your IRA. And you think of it as a savings account. Like I have an IRA worth 500,000. But it's also a savings account worth 500. No, it isn't. You're in partnership with the government with that money. If you said, hi there, send me a check for 500,000, you don't receive 500. You receive about two eighty. 300 maybe. That means about half goes to the government, state and federal. So when you, you decide to give your brother money to buy a house or your daughter money from that account, not from your savings, but from that account for her down payment on her first home or condo, wrong answer. It is a not a small mistake. It is a huge financial mistake. It is a big problem because in most cases, guys, it affects the rest of your taxes, meaning your Medicare premiums next year go up and you pay penalties because your income crossed a threshold. And you could say, yeah, but I'm not keeping it. It's not my money. I didn't, doesn't matter. So what I have seen is an ongoing thing of, of you guys having your retirement accounts and paying out or giving those to your, your children. Or, or nephews or brother or sister. That's not what it's for. Remember, rich people make the rules, not poor people. When they make the rules, they make the rules to benefit themselves, their friends, and their family. Follow the rules, you win. Don't follow the rules, you lose. You use your home equity to fix your home. You use your credit cards to buy things to get points and then pay them off at the end of the month. You don't use your home equity to buy a car. You don't use your retirement account to pay for college. Each of these accounts have a title for a reason, and the reason is here are the rules you're supposed to follow. Follow them, you win. Follow those the way you're supposed to, and all of the benefits that come from that account is in your favor, right? So so that is important, it, but it's where a lot of people make mistakes. It doesn't mean you're bad. It just means we have to learn so it doesn't happen again. What are those mistakes? It's using accounts for things other than their purpose. Tell me the purpose of the money, I'll tell you the place of the money. But the pension or IRA lump sum withdrawal trap, as we call it, grabbing all of that money, jumping out the back door and saying it's now my money. No, it is not. The best way to take out pension or a uh, rollover IRA like I think you should roll over money into an IRA if that's your your plan that's where it should go it should not go directly into your savings account and you pay you know $200,000 in taxes we see that happen a lot with retirees a lot with people that are inheriting money oh well it was never my money to begin with yeah but your mom and dad worked their tail off for that money so that you could receive it not so that you could immediately dismiss it and give half of it away to the government, right? Most of us don't agree with 100% of the government what it's doing. Don't give them any extra money to 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 get dig deeper holes for themselves. Okay, here's another trap that we see. Listen, 2020, you were not required to take out your minimum distribution. That was another fantastic plan from the president's uh, proposal. Amazing. Allowed you to keep money in your accounts, and push it off. Now, why did the government do that? Well, simply, a couple of reasons. It knew it was the numbers were going to be larger later, and that's one thing. They knew that if you didn't take it out in 2020, in 2021, the payment is going to be higher because, by definition, there's going to be more money there. Now, I, I understand that, that I'm sure the, the, the altruistic purposes from the beginning were there, but I don't want you to say, well, at least I'm not going to You know, take it in 2021. No, you have to. Now you can donate it if you don't need it, even though you're required to take it out. Remember, age 72—that's the new required minimum distribution. Age 72 at any time during 2021, you must begin taking out a required minimum distribution sometime this year. It doesn't matter when. You could take it today. You could take it after your 72nd birthday if your birthday's in. The middle of the year, the end of the year, it doesn't matter. You could take it any time you want. It just has to be in this tax year, 2021. And then your family and yourself can spend it. It can be part of your income. You can use it to take your grandkids to live. You can use it to delay pulling out your Social Security. Remember, your Social Security check is part of your income so that you can enjoy life. And if you can't do it, then you pull out from Social Security earlier than, than your best friend tells you to. But if you don't need it and you can pull from your retirement accounts or the money from your retirement accounts are able to sustain you the way that you want to live to still enjoy life, then here's where you take it from. Because you're going to spend more money in retirement in things like health care, but certainly a lot less than in food. Now, not eating out. You'll probably eat out more. But remember, you're not making food for a family of six anymore. And your spouse, your husband usually, is not eating big meals your wife is not eating big meals she's not taking meals to work if she she brings you know brown bags it so generally speaking you're going to spend less on the overall grocery bill when you're retired you might eat out a little bit more if that's what you enjoy but you'll probably spend less also on gas and dry cleaning but you might spend more on electricity like this pandemic has really shown People are like, oh my gosh, my heating bill is off the charts. Well, yeah, because you're home the whole time. My air conditioning bill is, yeah, you're home the whole time. So there are some things that might be adjusting in retirement because you are home more. But I want to encourage you, the first 10 years of your retirement life, that should be your go-go years. That's the time to enjoy life, to travel, to do the things you want to do within whatever reasoning the world Uh, travel organizations are setting themselves up. So maybe you get in a car and drive. Explore the coast of California. Maybe you go up to the Rocky Mountains. Maybe you decide to hit all of the, the Utah national parks. This is part of your history. What I don't want you to do is to think that this particular time in life is to sit around in a rocking chair. And pass all of your money to somebody who didn't earn it and who I promise you will not respect it anywhere close to what you do because you earned it. What you have created, it will never, ever be felt the same unless you earn it. Okay, big important things. How about this? Look, a lot of us are giving money to our family prior to our passing because we like the idea of seeing what they will do with it. So you can gift money, $15,000 per year from social security number to social security number. Okay, that means I can give $15,000 to my daughter, my wife can give $15,000 to our daughter. So we can lessen our estate by $30,000 per person if there's husband and wife, or $15,000 per person if it's a single person. That means you can start eliminating some of the chunk of dollars that you have in your accounts. Now, you don't receive a tax write-off on it. In other words, you still have to pay taxes on it. You just don't have to file what's called a gift tax return. You don't have to file a gift tax return because you're not giving out more than that 15000 And here's the reason to do it. When you pass away, the estate tax, right, if you happen to be in a, in a state like California or, or New York or New Jersey where they are going to tax you upon your death. It's called the death tax. So they tax you while you're alive. They're going to tax you when you die. Often on the same money that that you've paid taxes on, you have to pay taxes on taxes. So a lot of people with enough wealth, with the horizon in front of them saying, I have reliable retirement income. So some of these chunks of dollars, I want to get them out of my estate. And I want to see what my grandchildren or my children are going to do with them. I want to see what kind of life they're going to build for themselves. And so people do that. Very important you look at this because if you want to continually do this, it can be part of your life every single year. You can have a family meeting. You can have people give a report on what they gave last year. Then you can meet privately with each of them and an envelope with the number and say, here's how much we're going to give you this year. We'd like to see what you're going to do with it. And you come back with a report. Now they can complain or whine. You say, no problem. Hey, I was going to give you 22000 but I'm now going to give it to charity. Oh, I, I don't love my daughter more than my son or this son more than that son or this son more than that daughter. No, no, no. It's in your mind that you equated money. And if you raised him that way, then shame on you. You shouldn't be equating money with love. You should tell them money is responsibility. Love is often position because you are my child. I love you. But you can't handle money worth a darn. So why should I give you anything? I mean, you're a nice person. I'll pay off your house for you maybe but you can refinance it. You'll take the money out. You'll spend it and give it to your boyfriend. You'll spend it all and you'll give it to your 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 drug-addicted kids or on and on. I mean, come on, guys. We, we all have family. We have life. But don't think that you have to give money the same to every single child. I know it's difficult speaking this way, but you need to, to be clear with your kids. It's about responsibility. How well do you respect your own money? Jimmy, how old do you respect respect your own money? You know, Johnny. I, I don't want the excuses. I want the results. You've made two million dollars in your lifetime, and you have eight hundred dollars in your checking account. That means somebody got rich. The money went somewhere. <clears throat> I'm not saying it went bad or good places, but I am saying that you were responsible. To have made so, so I'm guessing you're pretty good at making money. Two million dollars in your lifetime that's a good deal. You're just not good at keeping it. I'm not trying to give you money so that you can make it. I'm trying to give you money so you can keep it. And you've already de- demonstrated that you stink at that job. So we better find some way else to to get. So maybe what you do is you create a trust. You create an entity that pays that person a monthly check. Because if they can manage monthly fine. Maybe you create an entity that pays X amount of dollars, up to five hundred dollars a month, for their car, so they never go without a car, right? There are things you can do, and that allows you the opportunity to build lifelong responsibility and respect for the money that you've earned. Hey guys, thanks for being a part of my show, Triple Eight Ninety Nine Retire. I really like it when you come on and, and have a conversation. Uh, we talk to you all week long. And sometimes we have uh, Zoom meetings, sometimes in person. So whatever works for you. 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Araf Halaby. Go on and make it a great day.
1: Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power.